Hello and welcome to Pedagodzilla, the pedagogic podcast with the pop culture core. And we are here live on location at the Playful Learning Conference. I am, as ever, Mike, your host, imposter syndrome incarnate, learning designer at the Open University, and a man with several microphones, which came in a big old sack. And joining me around this very cool, relaxing table in a quiet corner of the conference, we have... Great, yeah. So I'm Nick Whitten. I work at Durham University. I'm, I'm the director of the Durham Centre for Academic Development and the co-chair of the Playful Learning Conference. Wow. And I'm Alex Mosley, and I'm uh, head of Anglia Learning and Teaching at Anglia Ruskin University and also co-chair of the Playful Learning Conference. So, uh, wow, I feel junior at this table. <laughs> I feel decidedly junior. Could you not tell how important we were by our important <laughs> countenance? Do you know what it is? It's the interesting levelling effect that the pink shirts have. It's yeah. the, uh, yeah, it's, oh my goodness, gracious me, that's it. So, of course, yeah, you, you'll both know Mark firsthand then. Yep. Did Mark help? Oh, so this is, I don't know this is going in at this point. This is just chatter. Um, so have you both worked with Mark in the past? I work with Mark now. You both with Mark? And, uh, but I've known Mark for years. Hmm. Yeah, and we've both known him for a long time, actually. And Mark was actually part of the Playful Learning Association, as it was right at the start, um, which is the kind of organisation uh, that goes alongside the conference. Ah, so gotcha. all year round engagement with play and learning. Uh, and you also examine my PhD as well. Oh, fabulous. Sorry, that's uh, Mark Child, by the way, the, the co-host who's normally here, but is late, typically, Puh, just because he's had a bit of a poorliness. But, you know, <laughs> gosh, gosh darn him. He'll actually, he'll actually be here. He said he'd be here at five and it's five now, so there's a small chance that he might just join so us on this recording. Than late. Through. Yeah, or maybe he's going to burst <laughs> through that door any minute. It's just like, I don't know, Figaro. Actually, who's the... Anyway. Um, yeah, so anyway, we're at the Playful Learning Conference uh, and we've got, you know, the two co-chairs of the conference, the Movers and Shakers, with us. So it would be a remiss of us not to ask you about it. So what is Playful Learning? The conference. Uh, playful Learning, the concept is bigger, I'm conscious. <laughs> so Alex and I met at a conference, probably, we, in fact, we were in the same slot maybe 15 years ago mm. and kind of just got on because I was really interested in what he was doing he was interested in what I was doing sorry you know, but ju just got on as in I was about to just leave like barely just, yeah no, ba no, we no, barely got on <laughs> <laughs> we got one another I think yes. I, I think is that fair yes. enough we clicked didn't we yeah we actually still hate each other but yeah, we're yeah. just tolerating <laughs> each other um and I think we ended we ended up probably going to the bar and over the next kind of few days of the conferences and then meeting up at other conferences would continually pick up on the fact that conferences were really boring because they were just people being talked at uh, by other people uh, even if they were doing interesting stuff particularly as we were looking at pedagogic innovation my headphones are falling off it's better <laughs> <laughs> and, and those are the good ones <laughs> <laughs> very slippy um that actually this was a really boring way to try and get ideas across and given that we worked in education and it was all about getting ideas and teaching we started thinking well what would a conference be like if you started to question all the assumptions under pick a conference yeah, and, and make more of the things that people always seem to like but never had time for like you know that everyone loves the coffee breaks because you get to meet new people and mm. chat about stuff and reflect on the conference but they're always really short rushed uh, there aren't as, as, as many as there need to be so we with things like that we sort of tried to flip them kind of on their head for playful learning so we thought okay well, what's what's bad about the conference we normally go to and what, and what would make it good and that's what playful learning is and we were lucky enough, it must have been back in 2013, we both got national teaching fellows in the same year, and neither of us could work out what to spend our money on. So we thought, let's use it to found a conference. I can just trouble you to um, direct, uh, maybe pull the microphone just a little bit closer. You might want to pull it down a little bit, maybe? How's that? Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, then I can look at you and talk at the microphone. Oh, well, if, if you know... <laughs> 
it's the shirts. It's, the it's shirts, obviously yeah. it's, it's worth it's worth looking at the shirts. Um, sorry, yeah, just uh, monitoring the old the old levels. Okay, so um, this year is a little bit unusual. I mean, this year's a bit unusual. Three in, years. Well, in wow. one year. Well, quite. So you're combining three years of conferencing into one year, and we've got a kind of cool time travel theme going on so far. My first activity when I came in after you know the inevitable needing a bathroom after the long drive, and then needing a coffee, and then a small cake. Um, was to prepare a um, a circuit board sticker for for the time machine time travel wall. Um, yeah, so the time travel theme, combining three years into one. Um, tell me about it. Well, when COVID hit in 2020, we'd already got uh, Playful Learning 2020 ready, good to go. We had the program and actually cutting that was, I remember having a conversation very early on and we're going, nah, it's going to be fine, it's going to blow over. And then about a month later again, we're going to have to cancel it. So we had a program good to go. And the original plan was to run 2020 and 2022 and then always be two years behind because we figured that would really mess with people, particularly when they were writing their CV <laughs> and they had papers from 2020 that were in 2022. And then we thought actually that might be getting a bit complex. And what we found is that we have still had, when we came back this year, we still had a lot of people from 2020 who still wanted to come present, but it wasn't quite a full program. So I think that's when we hit on the idea of like, you know, we've got three days, three years. It seemed a bit, oh, there's something going on here. Let's let's do three years of conference in three days. Yeah. And, and because we, you know, we already only have half a drawer full of Playful Learning t-shirts, we use that as an opportunity to have three colours for three days and therefore create more t-shirts to wear in the future. They are excellent t-shirts as well. They are really excellent. Well, there will be opportunities to win these t-shirts during the conference. Tell me more. Or is that top secret? We haven't made it up yet, but we <laughs> oh. know that there will be opportunities. <laughs> oh, excellent. Okay, good to know. Possibly, we, if, in fact, if you want to encourage people to speak on this podcast, then we will give a t-shirt to the person who we think tells the most amusing joke on your podcast okay that's a challenge to that's issue a challenge. okay I'll, I'll end my all future interviews for the rest of the conference <laughs> with give me your best joke oh, excellent excellent can i kind of give you mine oh go on it's, then. it's awful go on it's a bad pedagogy joke go on, go on. when i say behavior you say ism behavior ism behavior ism, ism. five points see that's oh, can i say my favorite joke yeah go on <laughs> what's white and falls out of trees i don't know a fridge <laughs> it's awful yeah I like yours more um, <laughs> where'd you go from that <laughs> I mean, mine's the best teaching aid just saying where were we what were we doing oh yeah we were doing a, we were talking about playful learning um, yeah so I guess for for listeners at home uh, you may be um, potentially uh, connecting to the conference online we have a sort of an online section tomorrow I believe we do um or you may just be kind of just tuning in because you've got ears and an internet connection. You know, stranger things have happened. Um, the, the program is jam-packed. The program is absolutely jam-packed. It's been a real, um, I don't want to say Sophie's Choice because it's a very different scale of decision. But it's been really tricky working out which ones to go to. I mean, I, the, I'm actually missing a session now, which I'm gutted about. But at the same time, I was knackered from the previous two sessions. Um well, if it helps, I've never been to a session in an entire ever at a Playful Learning conference. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, other than the keynotes, I've just never been able to go because there's been too much stuff going on. So I have no issue of favouritism because I'd love to see them all and I can't. I might, actually, I've been saying to Alex that because this is my last year of chairing, I really want to go and see a session Oh, at you're going to come as a participant next year, I maybe? Am. I am. Mm. Oh, my gosh. And, put... I've, and I've done a mix. So, so I've, I, I go along to certain sessions, but, you know, because we're 
sorting stuff out around the sessions. Yeah. A lot of them we have to miss, as, as Nick says, and sort of the things out. Um, but we we always say at the start of the conference, particularly for people who've not been before, don't be kind of overwhelmed by the amount. Because what, what we're not trying to do here is to pack in loads of stuff into mm. a conference. The whole idea is to, is to make enough available that there's variety that people can choose something that works for them. Mm. And, and that something can include, for example, this year, we have quiet room we have outdoor spaces we have a board game cafe we have different we have we have podcast stations we have other other places where people can go that aren't actually engaging in a in a creative workshop or something like that but are still you know spaces to play yeah. and you're thinking and you're reflecting and you're yeah. Yeah. And we, playing at the same time we get complaints every year that people have we put too much stuff on in parallel I don't know what we do to that. Otherwise, we have a, like, a strand for really boring stuff that no one wants to go to. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to choose. Yeah. I, no, I really like that philosophy. It's kind of, it's real. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's choice. It's allowing you to find yeah. the things that connect to you. And also, I really like actually in the messaging that came out uh, before the conference about, you know, yes, we have quiet spaces and we have the board game cafe and just, you know, be, it's, yeah, I think somebody earlier, I mean, uh, Liz and Alice earlier said to me, uh, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And it's like, yes, that's yeah. a really... Hmm. It's a really good force. It's about building the relationships with people that you're going to work with in years to come, hmm. not about going into rooms and having loads and loads of information forced on you. Yeah, mm. or just getting little ideas that will like th- flourish into things with other people or when you go back to your own place, that kind of thing. It's that, it's that kind of thing. And they're, they're the kind of things that I think with the more traditional conferences, you get no time to do that because you might have a thought over the you know the normal conferences but then you plunge straight back into work and you you never have time to do it yeah so the idea here is to is to give you some kind of physical memory with it so you've been building something with others or creating something which gives you a bit more of a a chance of reflecting on that Mm. in the spaces to then go and build something afterwards okay so as two playful learning proponents two of i'm going to say two of the leading playful learning proponents on the basis that you did a conference on it um Reflecting on um, Elliot's keynote this morning on, you know, their, not not just interpretation, but sort of following the logical line of what playful learning is to them. What is, A, your interpretation of playful learning as a concept? B, how do you apply it in your own practice? I could talk for a long time about this. I've just written a book on this, so I could talk probably for about six hours nonstop, but I will try and sum it up. I think for me, the key thing is this idea of the magic circle. And this is an idea that comes from play theory and game theory about when you go create a game or when you go into a playful experience, you are in this sort of idealized space where the rules of the game play and you have a tacit agreement with other people in the space to play by different rules in the real world. So take chess. If you're playing a game of chess, the fact you have a board and the fact that you have chess pieces, you agree to do the rules of chess. Whereas if actually what you wanted to do was steal someone's king, you could just pick it up and run away. So <laughs> it's just like hair going face and making me laugh. Um, what's really nice about that is that what happens in the game space, the magic circle, kind of stays in the magic circle. So you have already got an agreement to play. Even if you're playing competitively, your agreement is to go into this space and do things differently from the real world, um, which means that, uh, you know, if you think about it over time, you can build trust, you can build communities, you can build relationships, you do it voluntarily. You do it in a place where you're happy to make mistakes. Because if you look at games that are designed for mistake making, otherwise they'd be really boring if we just went and didn't make mistakes. Learning's not designed for mistake mistake making. See, I did that on purpose. Ah, yeah, yeah. meta. (laughs) 
It's designed to not make mistakes. So actually, if you think about playful learning as a space for making mistakes, and then I really like this idea of um, a ludic attitude, and this comes from a philosopher called Bernard Suits. This is my plug. Book called The Grasshopper. If you read nothing else on play, read this. And it's this kind of word that means the spirit of play. So it's a, this tacit agreement to enter into the magic circle and abide by the rules of the play space. And actually, I think for me, playful learning is about creating learning spaces where you have this magic circle. Nice, yeah. And, you know, in, in sh I've got sort of shared ideas about that, but we've also we also met actually thinking about uh, alternate reality games. We've both been involved in developing and or working with alternate reality games, which famously like blur uh, fiction and reality. Uh, and, and so the magic circle around something like an alternate reality game is blurred. And, and, the, and the whole game approach is to, is to work out how to move people between inside that circle and outside that circle. And, and that, you know, a lot of people have written about the blurry nature of a magic circle. So for me, it's, that's the interesting part, actually, for me. And that's the bit I've often looked at in, in, in my, my sort of work, which is more about then becomes like the invitation to play. Who's looking in from the outside? What brings them into the inside if they're looking in from the outside? If you step out of it, why are you stepping out of it? And what's the re-invitation in and that kind of thing? And when you transfer it to learning, it's very much about, you know, engagement. And it's very much about being there for things or not being there for things and being invited for things and not being invited for things and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's really interesting kind of the... Yeah, I, I suppose the the way I'm filing this in my head is this: sort of, you're creating this socio-conceptual space. Oh, I like that. Yes. I just made that up. Thank yeah. you. Well, sounds yeah. impressive. Yeah, well, I, I really liked when I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, it reminds me actually of, uh, sort of theatre. It's that sort of it's the uh, mm. the social agreement to suspend disbelief. Indeed. Absolutely. Because yeah. you At and I know it. that yeah. these these tights are actually made from nylon and not from authentic itchy wool. And that uh, actually, you know, the the donkey over there is two blokes in a suit. But, you know, we're willing to all kind of suspend our usual mode of thinking in order to achieve an objective, which would be entertainment, enjoyment. So that's the whole idea of lucery attitude. Mm. That, like you say, yeah. suspension of disbelief that everybody's in it together. In, in the mm. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. Oh, God, trees. <laughs> oh, it's not these flowers, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> It's, do you need some antihistamines? I've oh, got no, to. I'm antihistamines absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have more antihistamines than that. The pits of me that aren't pollen are currently out of this point. <laughs> oh, God, it's genuinely. He dropped me in a cup of soda water. I've just decided. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> For the, the unedited version. For our patrons that we don't have. Uh, that's the other podcast. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Where'd you go? What was I talking about? Uh, I think we just got on to suspension of disbelief. Ah, uh, hmm. yes. So the, I think the, this whole looser attitude and what happens in the circle stays in the circle, which is, of course, bollocks, because it doesn't really work like that. You know, mm. you've got a team building game with your manager and you beat them and it's going to come out. And, the, you know, there's this leakage. It's, it's, it's a fuzzy boundary. Mm. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what my point was. You might want to take I mean, that out. The, the other thing I think that we we both got more interested in more recently, particularly as we've both become kind of senior leaders in our in our areas of work, is is uh, playful attitudes or, or playfulness, and it, it links from that ludic attitude. But it's then about it's not so much the things you do, as in you don't create games, you don't create play spaces, that kind of thing. But it's more about the way you think about everything, you know, so playful leadership as an, as an example. What's it mean to be a playful leader? And for me, it's about things like 
openness and invitations and agency um, and challenge and that kind of thing. So things you draw from play and game theory, mm. but then how you apply those in a, in a, a leadership or HE environment. And that's become quite interesting to us both, I think. Okay, following on from that and bringing in kind of Elliot's talk today, I think it's seeing play as a political project, mm -hmm. that it's not a pedagogy, it's actually thinking about the way in which we encapsulate democracy in play and equity in play and, uh, like Alex said, openness and mm -hmm. how you can take these values and beliefs and actually apply them to other things in the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I, I still we've silenced. Well, no, I, it's one of those weird things where even after three, four years of podcasting, I still don't know how to say a thumbs up. But I'm just like, I'm emphatically nodding and giving a thumbs up. But I have no no. You could try nodding and panting like an overenthusiastic dog. I, that's going to sound really weird to anybody listening with headphones. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I think that's just going to be uncomfortable for people. Yeah, that's the know. late night one. <laughs> Welcome to late night pedagogy. <laughs> Today we're looking into ludic, <laughs> ludic pedagogy. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be giving a, we're going to be doing uh, one of these kind of reviews every day for the conference, um, largely unedited, mostly because I'm not going to have time to edit them, except of course for the big bits where I'm sneezing uh, or people have said a terrible thing um, and then said, "Oh my god, please take it out." Like, okay, so if, if you hear like a, a sudden cut, then that's can that's you exactly do what like a special podcast of all the terrible things put together? Do you know what? On my other one, I have something called the blackmail folder, where I just kind of I just accumulate little things. Mm. Um, Actually, I think all the terrible things would be a great name for a crime novel. All the terrible things. It feels like it's. Oh man, who would write that? It feels like a Nora Roberts. We need to look that up, don't we? Yeah. All the terrible I think we things. should write that. I think it should be about a, a podcaster who's got the who's got the folder of all the terrible things, but then the podcaster the gets murdered, there. and two of the people that are on his show solve that murder and become detectives. But they do it all through the medium of audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could work. Or interpretive dance. I just suspended my disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is it suspended. <laughs> yep, definitely reached the, uh, the logical end of this. People who want to uh, follow the Playful Learning Conference, where can they do that? So we're very active on Twitter. So if you look at PlayLearn202122, all together as the hashtag that's that's a good place to look at lots of stuff going on there and um, but also if you go to um the website just look at playful learning conference comes up in google um you can see what's going on over the few days and over time we'll be adding things like um pictures um snapshots documents creations from podcasts. the conference as well podcasts indeed as well and there's the online conference going on tomorrow as you mentioned already fabulous so this has been Mike at the Playful Learning Conference signing off. Tati, bye. Bye. bye.